from mondays.pop.com it's mondays with your host carl franklin this is jeff maciolik here with carl franklin richard campbell nicholas active nick landry mark miller and kirk webb announcing show number three with no guest whatsoever mondays is produced by pop productions providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com and now, the man who has a big old mojo, it's working, and he's not afraid to use it, Carl Franklin. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mr. Acabano, and welcome to Mondays. It's Monday, December 6, 2004. I'm your host, Carl Franklin, and stick around for the first half of the show. You're going to hear News Bites. Names Mark Miller's been called this week. You're going to hear about his horrible accident after which Jeff tries to top it. And then somehow the discussion turns to third nipples. I'm up in Vermont this morning. Actually, it's not, it's Monday morning where you are probably, but where I am, it's Wednesday evening, the e, the Wednesday before this Monday morning. And uh, we're, we're recording a little bit early, a little bit ahead of schedule, just so that everybody could get on the phone and uh, at the right time. Unfortunately, Rory Blythe couldn't make it. He's out in Las Vegas having some meetings with Microsoft-type people, and he uh, sends his regards to the audience, and there you go. Well, I'm here in uh, Vermont, Manchester, Vermont, right now. I'm teaching a web class, a web programming class in ASP.NET uh, to Orvis, the guys that make fly fishing rods and reels and all sorts of great fly fishing stuff. One of, they said they were the oldest catalog mail order company in the United States, and I believe what a great place that was. But we have a uh, regular cast of nerds here uh, in the virtual studio. And where nobody is actually in the studio except Jeff. Um, I'm in Vermont, and uh, Richard Campbell is out in Vancouver, British Columbia. Hey, Richard. Dude. And Mark Miller is out there in Los Angeles. You there, Mark? I'm here, man. All right. And Kirk, Kirk Webb down in Shelton, Connecticut. Hey, Kirk. I'm here, brother. Uh, Karen is not here. She couldn't make it either. Just didn't have any. She's, you know, our kids are sick this week, and that's a good enough excuse. And Active Nick in New York City. How you doing, man? Active Nick reporting from Manhattan. And Jeff Maciolik in the sound room, who's, for some reason, all pissed off today. I hate you all. You can all die. <laughs> Horribly. You suck. Frickin' sound guy. 
Jeff, how come you're in such a bad mood? You really want to know why I'm in such a bad mood? Yeah, I do. All right. Well, I'm in such a bad mood because I found out a little bit earlier today that yet another one of my ex-girlfriends has uh, become gay. Oh, this, this man. This brings the grand total. Well, I don't want to get into a total here, but it's exactly one third. You know, and, this pisses me oh. off. This pisses me off so much because, you know, I'm always trying to get my current girlfriends to become gay and they always wait till after their exes, you know? So what the fuck, man? Come on, let's do it now. That's freaking great. Yeah, I it's do have to say, friend. I was, I was pissed off and then I, I, uh, and I'm still pissed off, but I'm less pissed off because I, I was bitching to one of my friends and they said, dude, you had hot sex with a lesbian. What are you complaining about? <laughs> so I said, yeah. I guess that's one way of looking at it, but yeah. So third, a third. A third. How many girlfriends? I, I really want to know how yeah, many. More than one, okay? All right, but. I'll, I'll bet anything <laughs> it's three. Yeah, that's right. Well, 33% would mean that it would have to either be one girlfriend, two girlfriends, three girlfriends, or four girlfriends with a total of three girlfriends, six girlfriends, nine Freaking girlfriends. math guy. No, I say two lesbians, six girlfriends. I think that's right. I'm going one for three. Nah, dude, two out of six. It's good enough. So what are you going to do? I mean, yeah, I mean, two out of six. You... Jeff is not hot enough to have nine girlfriends. <laughs> do you really care what happens now that you're, you know, you're, she's an ex? Well, I mean, no, what do you it, care? It's, it's the principle of the matter. It's, you know, I don't really need those kind of statistics working against me. <laughs> I mean, you think they all get together and talk about you behind your back or worse, get, you know, go out with each no, other. They all hate each other. Every single oh, one really? of my exes hates every other one of my exes. And... Well, you know, that's at least something to look forward to. Oh, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> it's and just, and to make matters worse, you came in like an hour and a half ago, and we've been screwing around with this program that I wrote. The reason that you're hearing all of us at the same time in such high fidelity is because we're using a program that I'm in the process of writing. Uh, we don't really have a name for it yet, but it's basically streaming MP3 data files over the internet so that we can all be in our respective little cubby holes and and actually do the show. So it's real-time, live, multicast voice streaming over IP for dummies. Yeah, so we're going to turn it into a product at Pot Productions, and it's all part of our podcasting plan to take over the world. Yeah, and the for dummies part uh, seems to be very appropriate tonight because uh, nobody's been able to get it to work right without some help, more or less. That's pretty much well, what that, we have. Yeah. We have Jeff and four dummies. Well, yeah, it's it's like the first iteration of it ever. Yeah, this so. is a, this is very alpha product, but hey, you know, it's yeah. an alpha product that works, and uh, you guys are works. hearing the beautiful. You know, the UI sucks, but you know, that's so what. Yeah, it's like it's like Windows three point one UI. Yeah, I just have these little windows where you can just like extend the dialogue and you get all this gray area that fills your screen because the designer was not wise enough, you know, to actually lock the dialogue down. <laughs> I used to do this with VB1 in 1992, man. Oh. <laughs> you know what? You know what the problem, you guys, you know what the problem is with being a guy who wants to have sex with multiple chicks at one time? Okay. What's that? There's no parade for us, man. I mean, you got like a gay rights parade and, you know, you got the hetero parade, but there's no fucking parade where guys like me can just walk down with multiple chicks and, you know, just be proud of our sexuality. I really, it's, I feel guys off, like man. you, two chicks at one time. Yeah, it's called the Playboy Mansion, man. <laughs> it's like no Penthouse fucking forums. parade. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sorry. I know you guys were talking about your, your, you're talking about your windows and all that, but I'm just a little bit upset. All right. Well, I want to talk about the show and, and what has worked in the in the first two episodes and what hasn't worked. But first, uh, let's start this show off right with news bites. Here we go. From Mondays.pwop.com, it's News Bites with your host, Carl Franklin. 
Thank you very much. This is Carl Franklin. You're listening to News Bites, a quick synopsis of news for those with nanoscale attention spans. President Bush this week landed in that other North American country to speak with Prime Minister Martin about securing the borders between our two countries. Afterwards, he held a press conference where it was clear he was just a little disoriented. The work plan will be an important step forward towards the mutual protection of our citizens, our values, and our way of life. Mr. President. Thank you very much, Mr. Prime Minister. Law and I are so pleased to be here in Afghanistan. Uh, Africa. Or uh, Poland. Uh, you know, I haven't seen the polls you look at. and We just had a poll in our country. <laughs> what was his name, man? Was it Lech? <laughs> <laughs> a reporter from the Wall Street Journal asked the president if the new Homeland Security bill would single out obese women as terrorist suspects, and he replied with this. Uh, young cows ought to be allowed to uh, go across our border. That's nice. Well, there you go. That's real nice. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I'm trying not to offend specific, you know, <laughs> yeah. so if I keep the groups large enough, you know, oh, and I am an obese woman, so... What did, you, what did you say? You are an obese I woman? I am an obese woman, so there you go. <laughs> Whoa. So you can put fun at obese women then. Yeah, exactly. You're an obese woman like, uh, like, like Mark is a black man, right? Which I don't think we edited out of the show. I think I left that in. I wonder if anybody Great. caught on What, are you that. making fun of my race, man? All right, well. <laughs> mm, edit, edit, edit. What do you mean, you people? You know, you know the man, the white man's always trying to bring the black man down, Jeff, and you're really trying to piss me off, man. All right. After answering, after answering a few borderline hostile questions, the president assured everyone that Canada and the United States are working together as friends in the war on terror, pointing out our common values and interests. Canada and the United States share a history, a continent, and a border. We also share a commitment to marijuana and a willingness to defend it in times of peril. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, it's well known that many French Canadians do not understand the president's special brand of the English language. And come to think of it, neither do we. And, as, and so here to translate this critical question asked of President Bush and his reply into French for the French Canadian audience is our own active Nick, Nicholas Landry. Hello, Carl. Hey. Steve Holland with Reuters. Sur la question de Steve Holland de Reuters, merci Monsieur le Président. Êtes-vous prêt à amener l'Iran devant le Conseil de sécurité concernant leur programme nucléaire et êtes-vous déçu de l'IEEA qui n'a pas été plus sévère hier? Bon, Monsieur Bush a répondu. Premièrement, il faut que vous compreniez que j'ai pas de micro strappé dans le dos en dessous de mon veston, mais j'ai un hamster dans mes boxers qui me fout la chienne à chaque fois que je me gratte la poche. Puis les Iraniens, c'est des crises d'hypocrites qui aiment manigancer dans leur corps et de sable. Ils ont décidé de slacker sur leur programme nucléaire, mais ils vont pas arrêter. Ça a l'air qu'ils ont rien d'autre à faire que de leur vissal parce que leur pays c'est un institut trop perdu. Qui continue à fabriquer des armes pour faire chier le reste du peuple. Euh, J'aime me fourrer des carrés de beurre dans le cul aussi quand il pleut. Euh, ça glisse bien pour me faire défoncer par votre premier ministre. Et en plus de ça, ça coûte bon pour tous ceux qui me lèchent le cul à longueur de journée, même si c'est pas moi qui colle les shots. 
Les Saoudiens avec le linge avaient sale sale sur la tête. On dit qu'ils allaient de notre bord, mais c'est normal parce qu'ils n'ont pas de colonne. Il va falloir que les Iraniens arrêtent tout parce qu'à date, c'est peut-être pas bien comme move, mais c'est pas assez bon pour nous autres. Question de notre lâche dans le sujet. Ça a pris du temps en Asti pour qu'on arrive là, par contre. On en a passé des crises d'air à négocier autour d'un café au Dunkin' Donuts avec les Fatican français, les pissous d'allemands, puis les maudits anglais chiants parce que les Iraniens décident de. Pour que les Iraniens décident de mettre le break sur le programme nucléaire. J'en ai parlé avec votre tapette de premier ministre au G8 pour savoir qu'est-ce qu'on va faire avec tout ça pour arrêter en Iran. Puis j'ai dit à Martin qu'en bout de ligne, étant donné que je suis trop cave pour apprendre à prononcer le mot nucléaire comme du monde, ça va être pas mal plus difficile, plus facile en fait, d'éliminer le sujet pour la conversation une fois pour toutes. Moi, toutes les faire sauter, les chauffeurs de tapis en Iran, puis ils en auront plus d'armes nucléaires, puis m'ont fait pareil en Corée du Nord, puis partout ailleurs. Fait qu'il n'y en aura plus un seul style missile nucléaire en dehors des States, puis personne ne va pouvoir en parler. Fait que j'aurais plus jamais besoin de dire le mot nucléaire. Quand est-ce que c'est dur à dire? Bon, d'autres questions? Very nice, very nice. Very, very nice. You're going straight to hell for that. If you want to know what Nick uh, really said, you can, you'll have to go to our website, mondays.pwop.com, for the English translation of his French-Canadian translation of no, President Bush. No, but this is Bush. what Bush said, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you gotta have to take my word on it, you know. All right. Well, anyway. He really please, said that stuff. Please don't threaten us. And uh, that's News Bites for the Week. Well, what do you guys, uh, you guys heard the first two shows, right? Uh, let's yep. pretend that I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard the first one. And you loved it. Well, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback, and we've got some, you know, everybody's, you know, got critical criticism of the critical yeah, kind. The people you offended. Yeah, we offended a few people, but not really. I mean, most of the people that they understand that this is a comedy show, you know, this is an adult oriented show, this isn't a family type thing, this isn't something that I play for my kids or you play for your kids. And in fact, we got this uh, we got this one letter from Andy Sacrace, which rhymes with disgrace. So he says, <laughs> guys, keep up the good work. Awesome show. Suggestions? More geeky stuff. Let's face it. You are nerds, and so are 99% of your listeners. More Franklin Brothers playing music, more Toy Boy, and less swearing from Mark Miller. Oh, hey, I enjoy his presence on the show. But I would really like to be able to play at least bits to my family and uh, get Rory to stay on the show and off his girlfriend. Cheers, Andy Sacrace, Rhymes of Disgrace, longtime fan of .NET Rocks from Christchurch, New Zealand, land of the long white socks. And I would just say, Andy, sorry, but it ain't going to happen. You know, <laughs> Miller is only funny when he swears. So, you know, if it's a choice between funny or, you know, Uh, swearing or the the Disney version of Mark Miller, I would rather have the funny version. You know what? So. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Disney version tonight. No, 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 no man. No, no. No. You've inspired me, man. I'm turning over a new leaf. No. <laughs> I'm turning over a no, new. No, see, this is what I don't want to happen. Uh, a new fucking leaf, man. That would be a very freaky Disney. Yeah, wouldn't it, man? If I if I was if I was Michael Eisner, I was actually rear-ended by a guy whose name was Michael oh! Eisner. Rear-ended by Michael Eisner? Yes, I you was, man. That. I'm going to splice that. And I had a car full of kids, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. he, he gives me his driver's license. I see Michael Eisner, and I'm so fucking tempted to go like, like, dude, you are going down. I, you're you're going to change Tomorrowland, and that's going to be called Markland, man. <laughs> I, I know you're not the Michael Eisner, but you're probably related, <laughs> so you're going down, buddy. I'm taking you for everything. Like, oh, ooh, my neck, you know? <laughs> but there was a cop there, so I decided not to do in my, go my little. Uh, yeah, 
right. Anyway, yeah. Well, what do you think worked and what didn't work? I mean, we're really, I mean, and I'm really serious here. What we, I, I'm, I'm sort of thinking that we ought to can the serious interview. What do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, because have, that, that was I, interesting, but not really well funny. Well, What's that? I, I, I think. So. What'd you say, Kirk? It brought everybody down. I mean, they're nice guys and everything, but I mean, yeah. it's like really solemn. The first, this first episode had the same thing as, as the second episode. You had that one part that was like, yeah, okay, geez, wow, this is great. Well, you know, you know here's the thing. Really I was going to say is, I actually like the idea of an interview, but I don't like the idea of an interview that's just going to be, you know, super serious. You right. know, the nice thing, the really cool thing about having an interview is that you can have. Interesting people express, you know, ideas and opinions that, you know, the rest of us are just not going to be able to come up with yeah. on a weekly basis. And then we yeah. can reply to them. So I, I really like the possibility of the potential of having a new guy or somebody like that here, you know, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, or actually, funny. we could actually use the um, the guest and have a group therapy to all analyze why Jeff's girlfriends all go, all turn lesbian. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, you know, maybe it doesn't work. We'll we'll find out. You know, we we want to hear from the listeners. So you know, if you got suggestions for the show, because you know this is only number three, um, send those to pwop at franklins dot net. That's p w o p at franklins dot net. What it is is it's the sound of a forehead slap. Pwop. Or Colin, with your comments, the lines are open. Hey, you know, I, I want to tell you about my experience up here in Vermont. I'm I got I'm staying at the uh, Arlington Inn, which is in Arlington, Vermont. I'm in Manchester right now at a place called the Equinox because the Arlington Inn doesn't have internet access. Not only do they not have internet access, they don't have telephone. And what I mean by that is no cell phone coverage in the entire town. And uh, so I had to get out, and I had to go somewhere where they had internet to do the show. And um, this place I'm at is is amazing. But while I was there, I had this just this little tiny television, you know, like a nine inch screen television in the room. I mean, it's a really, really old place and it's beautiful. And if you want to check it out, go to ArlingtonInn.com. It is really beautiful. Are you getting like a free room, you know, for the advertising here? Oh, well, no, no, I don't even think they know what the hell I do. But, but it, you know, if you do go to, to this area in Vermont, you know, and you're bringing your wife or something like that, it's a great place to go, or your husband for that matter. And um, so I'm watching this thing last night. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm just wrapping up. You know, I was editing News Bites and just wrapping it up. And I'm flipping through the channels, and I guess there's a channel that I don't have at home called Oxygen, O, you know, O-H, Oxygen. It's television for women. And I know Lifetime was supposed to be television for women, but this is like the woman channel. And I know because every ad is for vaginal lubricants and <laughs> things like that. It was, you know, it's a it's a woman's channel, cable channel. This channel is not only for women, but it's for women who 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 are dry in that area. Apparently, <laughs> right. This is oh. a very dedicated channel. Yeah, huh. well, dry, dry women. That problem, you know. Let's face I, it. I would imagine so. Yeah. Well, anyway, I I was watching this show and it was called Talk Sex, and so it, you know it was a call-in sex advice show, and they actually have a URL, and I'm going to give them total props here. It's TalkSexWithSue.com, and yes, she's a woman, and yes, she's about 65 years old. And some guy in the mm. boardroom says, "I got a 65 year old grandma." Yeah, <laughs> she can do the yeah. show. She'll do it. She'll do anything. <laughs> well, Carl, you were, Carl, you were looking for ideas for Mondays, so there you go. You just need to have <laughs> yeah, a sex go. advice segment, and Carl is going to take calls. And you know, you can have Jeff call. He, he seems to have like trouble, you know, with women. 
I think Jeff should give relationship advice on like, you know, yes. how to, you know, <laughs> break up with girls and things like that. I think Jeff should give relationship how advice. How to make sure your ex-girlfriends become lesbians. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Now, I can see it now, like, at you know, at the meeting where they all sat around and say, well, you know, what we what we need is a really hot chick to to be the, uh, the, the, the advice person here on this show. Who can we get? And somebody said, I know. <laughs> Let's get this 65-year-old grandma. grandmother. Yeah. It'll be great. I don't know. My mom is 65, guys. Be nice. Uh, yes, so is mine. And, and she's a grandmother, too. <laughs> yeah, mine, too. I'm not saying it in a derogatory way. I'm just saying, you know, it's a little, it's a little uh, I don't know. Yeah, but then again, I wouldn't take any sex advice from my mom, either. So, And I don't even think she's a doctor. Maybe she is. You know, that that's know. funny. That's funny, because I took some sex advice from your mom. Uh, uh, no! Good you lord. Notice I left that, that alone. Oh, come on. You guys were asking for that. That is this very is why low. you've got to keep the sound guy off the air, okay? Yeah. <laughs> get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough. He, he takes us an hour and a half to get us hooked up. But <laughs> oh, bullshit. bullshit. Okay, go home, lesbian boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not lesbian boy. He's lesbian maker, man. Uh, yeah, he's like George in the Seinfeld. You know, when he said, you know, I drive them to lesbianism, he, dri- he brings them back. Well, Active Nick, you're going to um, be doing some bits on this show as soon as we get some technical uh, equipment your way. You have you had some ideas. Yeah, I'm going to head into the streets of Manhattan and try not to get mugged. And I'm going to bring the word of Mondays out to the streets and uh, awesome. interview people at random. That sounds great. You'll be dead in a week. Mondays in Manhattan. So I, I thought it. we could have like the, the, the hobo of the week where I would just like interview some homeless people and ask them about Bush and, and Kerry and people like that. Yeah. Although Kerry's sort think, of you know. irrelevant now. But, you know. Well, maybe they don't know, though. They don't have a TV or something, so they might think the election is still <laughs> on. Oh, God. That's I wish true. I didn't know a TV. They also might think Jimmy Carter is running. Actually, that could be a funny one. We could ask them, say, who are you, who are you going to vote for? You'll see how many actually respond. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a bumper sticker on a car today. It said, proud to live in a blue state. Well, there you go. I was thinking, amen, man. Amen. Yeah. Huh. Well, and I live know, in the were... city. That's the reason why New York State is blue. <laughs> <laughs> All the counties are red, but there's one city that makes it blue. Yeah. So have you guys been listening to any other podcasts out there? Have you heard, like, the uh, the Don and Drew show or and Gadget? Nope. All right. Well, we'll just cut that right out. (laughs) (laughs) I did this presentation today for a group of university students and, you know, was showing them, talking about various types of technology. And I said, these are all pretty cool. And you guys have got all these things. We're talking about laptops, cell phones, da, da, da. Says, how many people here know about podcasting? Yeah. Not a single hand. Yeah. All got MP3 players. Bunch of them even got iPods. Bunch of them blog. Nobody knows what podcasting is. Huh. Well, you know, it it really doesn't matter what you call it. I think it's the the technology that the programs that work and people actually using them that that's going to uh that's going to get people listening, I think. It's the content, man. Yeah, it's the content. Yeah, as as obviously because, you know, the reaction from the blogging community, a lot of them was what's the big deal? You know, yawn, podcasting yawn. I saw that one. You know. Yeah, it's, it's not about a technology. I mean, look at me. I'm I'm, I'm broadcasting from an Atari twenty six hundred. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and somehow we get it all together for Monday morning. Thanks, 
Nice. You're a great guy. Yeah, no problem, guys. Really. <laughs> yeah, freaking sound. <laughs> Don't <guy>. mention it. <laughs> and now Mark Miller is going to tell us all the names he's been called this week. Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's it's the show that has material that just kind of builds itself automatically without any effort from my on my side. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, when we started too, I thought I'd only have like about three a week, but I, I I'm actually uh, I've got a bunch this week. So and um, the 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 bit is called names I've been called this week, right? Yeah, something along those lines. This is I I, I seem to attract um, some flowery language from other people. I, that's just you know one of my. Some guys attract lightning, and I attract this other thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, um, oh, is, is it like is it stuff like, dude, I'm trying to work, and you chew too loudly? Yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. But instead of saying, you know, may I be blind? I mean, you chew too I, loudly, I, I, seriously, I gotta open a parenthesis here because it was just like too crazy. We were at Dev Connections, you know, in the in Las Vegas, and all in a speaker lounge. And I have no idea what Mark was doing there because it was not a speaker; it was just there, like to like bug us for something. And. Uh, <laughs> Here I am trying to work, and the guy is working uh, on his laptop. Oh, but of course. I mean, everybody's working off the laptop, but no, Mark brought his Microsoft keyboard with him. <laughs> the guy right. is actually lugging around <laughs> a Microsoft, a full-size Microsoft keyboard because he doesn't want to type on his laptop. And of course, probably because the, the keyboard on the laptop is not loud enough. Because he has to use a keyboard that's actually loud, now, Nick, did you, did you, so that he can actually like demolish the keyboard as he's typing email. Hey, and then on top of this, the guy's mm-hmm. chewing like like uh, an elephant because <laughs> yeah, right. he's going like snapping the gum, snapping the Nick, gum, did you, snapping did you, the gum. Okay, so I just I just met the guy like did the Nick day before, and I'm trying to work and I'm trying to be nice, and I figure, well, I'm not going to snap at him or something. So uh, for five minutes, I'm trying to think, how the hell can I tell this guy that he's chewing too loudly? Until I, I figured out, there, there's no nice way to say it. I just said, "Dude, I mean, just could you just stop chewing because it's driving me nuts." And I'm sure <laughs> that everybody in the speaker lounge just wanted to applaud at that point. I'm just sticking in a new fresh piece of gum right now. <laughs> while I listen to Nick. Nick, did you point out that I was in the speaker room and I wasn't a speaker? That I essentially just crashed the party. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, see, I mean, I wasn't even supposed to be there, and I'm pissing everybody off. So. So anyway, people give me flowery kind of comments, you know. You're not even going to deny that. I mean, deny what? I think I think not supposed to be there and pissing everybody off is kind of the story of his life, though. <laughs> That's true. I actually get into a lot of events that I'm not supposed to be in and I end up pissing everybody off, but they think I'm supposed right. to be there, so they're relatively quiet. And, and this is actually the segue to the name call. I guess so. Yeah. So last week, okay, you know, well, you know, anyway. we, we had uh, you know we introduced a couple new terms. We had uh, dipwad, dorkmonger, nerfer, and of course the ever classic white cracker. <laughs> And for this week's show, I've got some new vocabulary builders for you. Um, okay. You know, I, I kind of like Carl. I like to think of this kind of like a public service service that we're offering uh, on Mondays. Sure. We're helping folks increase their vo- their knowledge of the English language. That's so, right. Um, uh, so, uh, the first we could actually have the Mark Miller paper toilet of the day. You know, with a different name every day. All right, just let him the do first, the bit. The man. first one is uh, <laughs> the shits. I was called the shits. Now I'm not sure if this was a compliment <laughs> or if this was actually somebody was upset with me. Uh, I, hmm. I don't know the real meaning behind it. I'm not even sure about the spelling. But Hey, that would actually work with the toilet paper thing. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? The toilet paper? I'm not, I have no idea what he's saying. Okay. The, the, so the shits is number one. Number two is um, monkey butt sniffer. What? Monkey Who? butt sniffer. 
Who called you that, man? Who called you that? Some kid. Some six-year-old? Yeah. Some. What What were you doing when he said that? Um, you know, I don't don't really want to get into that right now, actually. Sniffing a monkey's butt. Were you at the zoo? <laughs> yes, I, I was at the zoo, actually. Uh, anyway, um, let's... Uh, I, I, I'm going to skip the next two because I'm doing the Disney version of the show tonight. <laughs> no. So we're skipping those two. Maybe I'll save those for no the non No way, man. No fucking yeah, I'm way. Saying, I'm going to skip them, man. So, well, no. okay, I'll say one. I will say one. It was, it was ass clown. <laughs> it was called. Uh, it was called an ass clown. That was just uh, actually that less was than about seventy minutes earlier. ago. I was called an ass clown. Uh, I really don't know what that means, but uh, yeah, I was called an ass clown. Didn't I, so, didn't I call you something right. before the ass clown? Okay, so, so are comes... you actually, Mark? Are you actually going out there provoking people to call you names no, or something? No, I really don't. I, these things are just flowing in, man. I just, I'm just taking. So notes. this is your, like, your natural personality <laughs> is making people calling you ass and clown. I don't know what it is. I mean, my therapy says that I'm a good guy, you know? Did your therapist call you an ass clown? <laughs> no, he didn't call me an ass clown, though. Uh, it was right. Jeff, man. So is, is there a Disney character called Ass Clown? There is now. Oh, man. They just went out and patented copyrighted it. Okay, so then these, these last two are, require a little bit of, of context. Um, the, the first context is, is I'm, I'm a 40-year-old guy, and the guy who said this to me is 30. And he said the following okay. to me. He said, you're old enough to be my father. That is, if you fathered children at 10, you fucking freak. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so so I, I provoked the ire of this guy, apparently. <laughs> and this other one is really, really obscure. It's so obscure, I shouldn't even end on it, I suppose. But it, And it's really probably more true than just funny. But, and, but the comment is, you talk like Hannibal, but you act like Murdoch. <laughs> the context there is Hannibal. I talk like Hannibal Lecter, you know, the guy always going Clarice, you know, and but right. I act like yeah. Murdoch, the guy that says, "I love it when a plan comes together." So, so this is just an observation, I suppose, not really a name. So that's it for my. Uh, I prefer Ass Clown. I want to know Jeff, where Jeff heard that, Ask or Clown. did he just make it up? Ass Clown exists, and and I that's that's actually one of the most politically correct insults that I can come up with because I spend a lot of time talking with a lot of people who are not really interested in politically correct things and spend hours upon hours just coming up with offensive things to call each other so <laughs> i'll i'll slowly leak them onto the show and uh call mark them so that he can you know cry and whine and moan about <laughs> i'm not crying man i'm just this is giving me inspiration for a new product i can't find my record button man i don't know how to set up my mixer <laughs> but you know what i just had a great idea we could actually link the google weirdos with the mark miller name calling so we could oh, say like the, the monkey butt sniffer is googling for less anal leakage oh man there you I go just, i just like this yeah. idea of a product called the ass clown it's kind of like a blow-up doll that you know you kind of push in <laughs> and you have to blow it up through its and, ass and, though you know that's where the hole is, and, and then and then it just kind of makes noise or something. It just kind of goes wah like that, you know. Or you can kind of if you squeeze your your butt cheeks, you can make a you know wave or something like that. I'm thinking this is a great product, Carl. I'm sorry, but I'm not pressing my lips up against anything's brown star. That's not going to happen. It's the ass clown. I searched up for ass clown in the dictionary, and I came back with, "Do you mean the USS Cole?" <laughs> oh no. Actually, you should try that on urbandictionary.com. Have you ever used that? Huh. No. Uh, let's do urbandictionary.com slash well it's urbandictionary.com slash define dot php question mark term equals 
Ass Clown, or you can just actually go to the site and type in Ass Clown. It says, one who, through the fault of his parents' conception, is a skid mark in society's collective underwear. You, my good sir, are an ass clown. See what I'm talking about, Carl? Public service, man. That's great. There is actually www.youareanassclown.com. Oh, that's that's great. That's that's fantastic. This is what the internet was for. <laughs> yeah, if you Google Ass Clown, the first one that comes up is Ass Clown Cockfight. <laughs> All right, man. Okay. So well, there you go. We I'm, I'm afraid it. to click on this one. I'm afraid I'll get spam or See, something. See, here's the thing: is that a lot of people are using Ass Clown and they don't know what it means, but they listen to the show and now they know. <laughs> hey, we're all about informing. All that's about what I'm talking about. And that's why people are going to listen to the show, Carl, because we give them the answers to the questions they want to know. That's right. We're geeks, but you know, we're informative. It's all about educating the listening audience to the, uh, the 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 subtle nuances of using advanced vocabulary like ass clown and monkey ass butt clown. sniffer. <laughs> Maybe we could have like a word of the day like Pee Wee Herman used to have. I th- ass clown. <laughs> ah! No. Ah! <laughs> no. No. Oh. Anyone? Anyone? No. No. So how is L.A., man? Yeah, you know, Mark, I heard you had an accident this week. Oh, I did, man. I wasn't gonna, I, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but I, I actually have three stories of nipple horror, and I'm, I, I'm not sure this is gonna be. Or I, I don't know if I want to call this funny or gross, or I, I don't think it's funny, but it's kind of a combination of gross and and, uh, and and so I thought I'd run those by you guys quickly if you if you're into pain. I laughed. All right. So uh, <laughs> I guess the first one is uh, my wife has often said to me she used to be a manager at Carl's Jr. And she's got uh, she's got large boobs, and uh, she's she's often said to me whenever I've been in pain, uh, "You don't know pain until you've slammed your boobs in the cash register drawer." Oh, Ouch. oh. I don't have boobs, and that hurts. And so she knows she knows pains on that, you know. And so it's like, uh, you know, so I've always felt like I didn't know pain, but. Uh, I was uh, uh, walking over to my desk uh, and I was stepping over a, a bag of magazines uh, uh, last week and uh, my foot got caught in the loop of the bag. And as I was kind of leaning forward in the walk, you know, that's you know, we're kind of falling forward in the walk and it's what bringing that other foot forward that keeps us from falling. This is another geek tip uh, for kids. If you're out of parties, <laughs> people, you know, you can tell people why we're, how we're walking. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm falling forward now and my foot's caught in this loop. And so I say, well, I'm going to push down real hard on whatever the heck is underneath this and kind of, you know, give myself a little bit of uh, friction and, and uh, get myself up in the air. Uh, I push down hard on this stack of magazines that are, you've got these slippery covers and then just the whole thing it lifts me up, sends me falling down towards the ground. I put my hand out on on something to the left to break my fall, and that whatever it was, it was like a it was like a cardboard paper box. It was a paper box that just my hand just went right through. And then I saw with my eye the uh, I guess opposed to seeing with my my you know something else. Anyway, I, 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 I noticed that I was headed right towards the corner of uh, my wife's desk. And uh, off in the corner is a screw that's partially screwed oh. in. And oh. I noticed that, that my I, my chest is headed right for it. And oh. uh, I smacked that thing and, uh, and, and hit the ground. I get up and I'm in massive pain on my right nipple. And I'm holding, I'm, oh. a, I'm applying, applying pressure because I know it's bleeding underneath, right? Oh. 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 So you know my pain, man. So I go and I talk to my wife about it. You know, I say, you know, I think I'm in a lot of pain. She says, you don't know pain until you slammed your boobs in the cash register. <laughs> well, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, you told me that. And I'm like, and I'm like, but I'm real in pain. And I like, you know, she goes, well, let's see. I take my hand away and there's a rip in my shirt. 
I lift up my shirt and I've got these scars and my my nipple has got a little blood coming out of the left side of it. Oh. And I'm like, and this isn't this isn't in that areola thing, you know, the thing that all guys know what it spells like, but they don't know what it sounds like because they only read the word. It's not in that round thing around the edge. It's in the pointy part, right at the base where it holds oh. on. Oh, oh. So fuck. I, was in, I was in massive pain. Now, so you know, needless to say, by the way, this. You know, my, my, my tagline around here is, uh, I think we better put some Neosporin on that. And so, you know, <laughs> needless to say, I went into Neosporin mode. I put, you know, caked it on, and I'm, that I'm stuff okay now. dulls the pain. But, you know, there was a moment where I was comparing nipples in the, in the, in the uh, mirror. I was going, yeah, you're looking a little purple comparing there, nipples. righty, you know, compared to lefty. Jeez. So, so that, was, uh, that was story number two. You're listening to Mondays, podcasting from mondays.pwop.com. Coming up here, Jeff topped this story. Talk about third nipples and zombie survival books. We're going to talk to Richard for a little bit. And you're going to hear why why I'm kind of down this week. Followed by Mark Miller with people dumber than him. Coming right up on Mondays. You know, Mark... I have to I have to say something about your your nipple fiasco, uh, although that sounds really horrible. Um, uh, one of my friends was riding a one of those BMX bikes, you know, with a it does it's on the one speed bike and it's for stunts and things. And he managed to welcome to let's out horror the yeah, nerd out horror the nerds because you know he's complaining about his nipple. This kid got his uh, his blue jeans stuck in the chains, fell forward oh. across the BMX bike, and shaved his nipple oh. off on the pavement. Oh. He has oh. one nice. nipple. Oh, nice. I don't want to hear that, man. <laughs> Did he have to like look for it in the sand and then put it in a Ziploc bag? <laughs> no, no, he, he, he's only got oh, one man, They're now. just wrong. You know, super glue will put that right back on, dude. Just make sure you get it, you know, the right side up, or you're screwed. Yeah, th- this guy has had a lot of. He's accident prone. His girlfriend stabbed him once. He's he's had like a, an engine crane fall on him and. <laughs> And you know, like on purpose, she stabbed yeah, him. Yeah. Well, it's not a, wow. not his girlfriend anymore. Now she's a lesbian. I guess <laughs> not. Yeah, a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's your ex girlfriend. No. Your ex girlfriend's partner. As I yeah. told you, this would be stories of horror. Yeah. Shaved off so, nipples. So my right. third my third story is I'm uh, this happened a few years ago. I'm in a uh, eating dinner with uh, one of my European friends, and uh, out of the blue, I don't even know what the hell provo- provoked this, but he just says, "Well, you know, I have a third nipple." And my wife and I are like, what the fuck? We're thinking, like, too much information, buddy. And, you know, we don't want to hear any more. And he's like, oh, well, actually, it's quite normal, you know. And we're like, what? We don't want to hear about you. We don't want to, we're eating dinner, man. Don't stop talking now. And then he's like, well, actually, it's kind of split a bit. It's not technically three. It's more like two and three quarters. And I'm like, shut the fuck uh. up, man. So, so. Your life so is anyway, unreal, man. Yeah, well, it's it's my, my wife. This story has always stuck with my wife, right? She's always like, you know, third nipple. You know, watch out for the third nipple. It's actually common, you know. And I'm like, you know, I'm. Yeah. He's telling me this. I'm thinking, yeah, if you live in a nation of freaks, man. It's I mean, common. you ask me for a nipple story at that, I'd have a hard time coming up with one a year, and you get like three in a week. Yeah, I know. So, so anyway, well, my, there's a little bit more to this. There's like kind of like a a, a, a post uh, whatever the heck it's called on the uh, a post nipple moratorium yeah, on, on the story and. My wife's getting her mammogram and done, and uh, uh, she's got to actually pay extra for it, you know, because of who she is. And so she's anyway, she's 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 got her boobs up there on the in the uh, in the squeezing device, and uh, uh, 
you know, she's she's trying to figure out how to ask this question, you know, without it sounding like she's a freak herself. So anyway, she figures out a way to get, get to ask the question. And uh, the, the technician's uh, reply was uh, one in 15. And I'm like one in mm. 15 and I'm thinking, Oh my God. And, uh, and I'm just, you know, I'm thinking, thank God I've only dated, you mean I've only dated 14 one in women 15 in my people life. have a third nipple. What? Yeah. One in 15 have like some third nipple. And I think the other bit of information is they're usually vertically aligned or something is something along <laughs> those lines. I was like, Oh my God. That's good to know. So yeah, this has been uh, three stories of nipple horror. Nipple Horror. Welcome to Nipple Horror Week on Mondays. This is why we don't need a serious interview, right? You you can see the ratings are shooting Apparently through the not. roof now, right, Carl? I, I can feel them. Yeah. Now, Kirk, when we were doing .NET Rocks, you found a site for the I Weird Wide Web. on nipples. And I have it Please. right here. It's uh, shrinkster.com slash R1, which brings you to the third nipple. <laughs> That's right. Putting the... Ipple in triple nipple. Oh man, this was a former Weird Wide Web site. R one. Yeah, yeah R one. All right. And its website mission statement is to help those people with additional nipples grow and function as productive members of society through knowledgeable counseling, self empowerment, and regular encouragement. You know, before the show, Carl, I was really horny and I had a little date scheduled with my wife, and now I'm just thinking, forget it, man. <laughs> Forget it. That's Disney way of saying fuck it, man. <laughs> fuck it. Awesome. I don't need sex for the rest of my life, man. I don't need it. <laughs> I won't have any more. You can hold your own, apparently. Oh man, <laughs> I get it. Hold your own. So <laughs> anyway, that was <laughs> that was good. All right, insert music break here. <laughs> you guys uh, are fucking power, weird, man. Yeah, I, I have more funny stuff, but, uh, you know, during the music break, we can talk about the funny stuff. Well, we're not going to actually record music. We're just pausing for the music break. <laughs> no, I know. Break. I know. That's what I'm, t I'm, I'm pretending that we're doing that, but. I mean, I could sing or nose whistle or something. Uh, man, that's so freaking creepy. So we need, we need something to cleanse the palate. So we, yeah. we can do something else or I, I've got, I've got a. Can it not involve nipples? Hey, Richard, you know, I haven't talked to you all week, uh, but I did see an email that crossed my path where you solved uh, somebody's problem. I don't know if the people don't know this, but we're uh, Richard and I are both regional directors for Microsoft's developer network. Uh, and so we sort of are one of just a very small number of people in the world, actually, who are contact points for people inside Microsoft and, and each other, sort of a loose network of experts in our own field. And, you know, as much as we don't like touting our own horn. But anyway, um, somebody sent a problem to the list. Kate Gregory sent a problem to the list about some technology she was having in SQL Server. And uh, Richard piped up with, a, with the answer. And I said, you know, that's my friend Richard Campbell. <laughs> and I got a, I got an IM from Kate later saying, why do I even put this on the channel? I should have just sent it to my <laughs> database guy right off the yep, bat. Yeah, that was brilliant, man. You know, the funny part is you only look you only look smart in those sorts of things because you've been burned by it before them. 
right? It's not that I'm actually smart. It's I'm stupid enough to get that problem first. It was basically Kate was having a problem with a database, and Richard said, you know, this sounds like that old problem that we've always had with blah, 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 you know, the voice of experience. And, of course, that was it. I was like, you go, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know... Actually, this whole week's been pretty tedious for me. I've just been working uh, my usual sort of stuff. Although today was an interesting day. I went off to the university to talk uh, about computer careers to a bunch of university students. Oh, wow. Uh, it was an Tell MSDN them to stay thing. away or what? Uh, well, that's the funny <laughs> part is every single one of them in that room had read the EA Widow email. Have you heard What's about that? this thing? This, no. this wife of a guy who worked for Electronic Arts wrote this sort of blog entry about how they, they were working unreal hours and it was just killing them. You know, software development's like that. You end up with those huge, you know, 70, 80-hour work weeks. And Electronic Arts is certainly no exception. And it used to be that the push to deliver a product, they'd put in these massive hours. And then they'd take a month off at the end. But now EA said no more months off. And, and she was really down on the company. And it's amazing the impact it's had. Here I have a room full of university students in Vancouver, which is a huge game development town, I mean Ubisoft, Electronic Arts, all these guys are here. Like, there's lots of lots of work, and every one of them universally is like saying, "No way! If that's what it's like, I don't want that job." So I had to sort of talk them down a bit and say, "You know, it's it's it can software is can be long hours, but big rewards. It's hard work." So it was it was very interesting talk, and it's a tough crowd. You know, they're motivated by different things. And uh, it's interesting discussion. We, we did digress into sort of a, a work experience. How do I get ahead in my in my career? Kind of discussion. It got less and less technical as time went on. Did they did they mention what other kinds of careers they were interested in other than computer careers? You know, the, everybody who was in the room was after a computer career. It was a, it was a, okay. a an MSDN talk aimed at you know whether the directions of technology were the opportunities. But they don't sound too hopeful. <laughs> well, they're not interested in gaming. They they want to know where the money yeah. is, but doesn't everybody? Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I did that once sure. uh, many years ago as well in uh, one university in Montreal. And I remember that after that, I had a lot of negative comments because I essentially just crushed their hopes. Because they- <laughs> yeah. it, Great. Just lie to them, Nick. Lie to them. <laughs> No, I know because the thing is, I said I know because it was a, a in software engineer, actually computer engineers, and um, I said I know a lot of you guys like think you're gonna work like on the next Quake, or uh, some of you are gonna work and uh, build like the next uh, great word processor that can talk back to you or something. But then I said, you know what? 99% of you guys are just going to write database management applications. <laughs> you work for an insurance right. company and write code, monotonous, liveless, lifeless code that does nothing but crunch yeah, numbers. Yeah, but I, I was there to show them on how they can prepare for this because school doesn't really prepare them for this properly. And I said, there's a lot of free resources out there. And yeah, you have to understand, this was like many years ago, like in 97. So the internet mm. was when it was around, but not as, um, I would say, like as used as it is today. And after that, they were like, oh, man, we didn't really have any connections with computer engineering. And that would, that sucked, dude. And But I said, you, you know, guys, this is exactly what you'll be doing. So you should get prepared for it. Otherwise, you, you, you can be You're a botanist. You're going to be working in a cubicle, slugging out code that nobody's going to run. And 12 years later, you're going to show up with an AK-47 and make it all meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love your talks, Nick. You make me happy. Yeah, yeah it's going to be like Dilbert, but with software. 
Well, I went looking for a, a really good band to play on the show this week, and I found I stumbled across this website at MySpace, and then I went to her uh, website. Her name is Jenny Alpert, and uh, she sounds great, and I really love the production. I love her voice, and uh, well, let's just listen to her. And and by the way, uh, her website is JennyAlpert.com, J-E-N-N-I-A-L-P-E-R-T.com, and this is All the Nothings. Invite me to play in Joe. Suddenly I'm naked again in the very same room as my child pen. Only now I'm sitting beside the edge. Case blanket. Denying the voice hitting there all the while Only now I'm not so far from that little child Well, I should believe in something But something's out of reach I want to believe in something But happiness is all I'm supposed to need Well, I'll lie to them all To keep myself free Wondering what's really happening Collecting all the pieces that bring me back to this place Besides this child's cage Well, I
Nice. And that was Jenny Alpert with all the nothings. Her website is JennyAlpert.com, J-E-N-N-I-A-L-P-E-R-T.com. And uh, you can check her out up there and read all about her and download some music and, and buy her stuff. It's good. Nobody ever shows up with an M16. You know why? It's because they suck. You got to have the Russian <laughs> rifles, you know? I mean, come on. Well, 7.62 millimeter, man, when you want to go through walls. Huh. Actually, um, that's scary that you know without that. Um, without, you know, I don't want to interrupt you guys, but um, I've been reading a book called um, uh, uh, The Zombie Attack Survival Guide or The Zombie Survival Guide, which I think we should somehow integrate into the show because or do a book review thing or something because this book is fucking hilarious. This is how to defend yourself against zombies. Isn't it just? It's just a fucking headshot, man. That's oh, cool. it. It's just a fucking headshot. It's wet. It, this thing is. It, have you ever read those like SAS survival handbooks? Like the real hard. This is like written as if it were like an SAS survival handbook. It's completely serious. I mean, obviously, it's a humor book, but it's completely right. serious and it's fucking great. Because it's every, it's like, you know, maybe some of you people have seen zombie movies, but, you know, blah, blah, blah right. isn't true. And, you know, during this outbreak, this happened and, like, it's absolutely <laughs> keen. So, do we have, Carl, do you have anybody who does book reviews? Uh, no, but we should. There I can go. review that yeah. book at some point. I mean, now, I where does this tie into the whole M16 discussion, Jeff? Because yeah. they were talking about M16s versus AK-47s. And, you know, don't pick up an M16 because, you know, the mechanism's too complicated. And when, you know, when you're, you know, when you're running through crowds of zombies, you're not going to have to deal with, you know, cleaning your, your, your <laughs> M16. And they say, avoid handguns because you're not going to have the kind of accuracy that you're going to want. And they say, you know, <laughs> on the back of the book, it says blades don't need reloading. But then they say, but, you uh-huh. know. If you're, if you're wielding an axe, you know, you can find yourself in a position where, you know, you're, you only get one good swing. And if you miss, you can find yourself off balance and then the zombie eats you and, you know, you're fucked. Oh, it's horrible. The real problem with the M16 is it's a .223 round mm-hmm. and uh, penetrating power is low. It's good killing round because it's a tumbler, but it's not a good penetrating round. So, yeah. you know, it's all about, penetra- lethal it's all about it. penetration. I just found it on BarnesandNobles.com right here. <laughs> it's, it's a really, uh, absolutely phenomenal book. In fact, I bought a titanium crowbar because they mentioned them in the book. And I was like, damn, a titanium crowbar. Yeah, this is good when I'm, when I'm fighting zombies. I always strap big, thick stakes to my neck. So if I do miss with that one swing, <laughs> they're biting into steak, and I'm still okay. I'm punching their guts out or poking out their eyes. Uh, see, I usually cover my... I usually cover myself in like lamb's brains. Just get some duct tape, and, more duct, duct tape and some big steaks. And the, and the good thing about it is like if you make it through and they don't eat it, you can like cook up some steaks at the end of the day. You got steaks. <laughs> I've been, I'm just playing Half-Life 2 and there's zombies in it. And the best way to take them down is shotgun point blank range to the head. I just think that's going to work, Richard. I don't think you need the book. Oh, so there's no like steak shield in there? No steak shield. That's, that's, yeah, that'd be a new, a new weapon for Unreal uh, 2005, like steak shield. You guys, you guys should all get this damn book, and we can all chat about it on the show. That's it. They, they, there you go. There's the bit. I'll get it's it. the book of the week club. We all read the most actually obnoxious book we can. That's find a really good idea. Yeah, it that doesn't is have to be an obnoxious book. Uh, it could be any book, but I think the zombie book would be a good start. I think this... Well, sure. Well, you just reviewed it, man. So there you well, go. yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> I totally think Jeff should give advice for 
for for relationships. <laughs> I just think it's it's great. I think you should start off, you know, some guy says, oh, you know, my girlfriend and I are having trouble. And you should say, women are all fucking evil is what he should, you know, and he should, that's what he should do. And he should just, and that's what I think. I just think this would be just a great part of the show is for, is for, for Jeff to basically, you know, and he gets into a bitch and bitch rant about his own personal problems and never answers the guy's questions. I just, I think this would be brilliant. That's, that's not bad. That's, that's interesting. It sounds like Jeff most of the time anyway. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, oh, really. absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I think it'd be perfect, man. Jeff's relationship advice, you know, and that's how it should start. Jeff says. You're listening to Mondays, podcasting from mondays.pwop.com. Coming up on the show right next, right next, right now, actually, you're going to hear me talking about how I have no style, no class. Then Mark Miller is going to lay on whole bunch of people that are dumber than him mr kirk is gonna bring us up to date on the weird wide web and we start passing around some mystery websites and we don't tell the audience what we're looking at you're just gonna have to suffer through that and finally richard the toy boy takes us on a tour of some great toys out there on the web stick around well, I got. I have some. Uh, I had a sensation this week that I want to share with you. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> I was. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, I, I was. I, where was I? I? Was in. I was out here in Vermont. I came up to Vermont this week, as I said before, to do some training, and I'm in the bathroom, you know, during lunch and uh, lunch break, and I look at myself in the mirror, and I just had this sensation that you know it was just hit me like right between my eyes, man. I have no fucking style at all. At all. <laughs> now, I don't think I mean, that's true, Carl. I've seen you play guitar. You know, when I... Well, okay. When I look in... And what I mean by style... Like, when I look in my closet in the morning, you know, I get out of the shower, I put on some underwear, and I look in my closet, I'm like, what am I going to wear today? You know, the first criteria is, does it fit? The second criteria is, how many stains does it have on it? <laughs> yeah. Now, you're looking for you a know, high count there or a low count? So, I think here's what it is. I was brought up in New England, you know, a bit puritanical. And my parents, like my father, was a really, really smart man. And he was married to my mother, which made him an extremely tolerant man. And um, my mother is a, um, and still is, like, a, a kind of wacky. <laughs> and she... Uh, yeah, that was funny, actually. You can laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. She's a little wacky. And the only reason you're not laughing is because you don't know my mother. But, but um, all, you know, are, she's... All our mothers wacky? Well, no. She's very special in a wacky, special way. She she is a mu- classical music um, a connoisseur. Like, like she, under- <laughs> she, know- she listens to opera and classical music every minute of every day she knows all the composers she knows their how they lived where where they were the culture around them growing up she's big into european culture like she understands like every every note of every piece of music that was ever she understands all that stuff and my father was a uh an engineer a naval engineer who just wanted to have a, a nice little quiet you know, New England family and uh, was dragged around to concerts and stuff. And, you know, he liked Dixieland, you know, New Orleans jazz. Mm-hmm. And he sort of, you know, just probably knew more about classical music than any of his peers at work. 
in the engineering department, but you know, he didn't go around talking about it. And, you know, what am I trying to say? It's like, it's like, you know, style versus substance, you know, some people feel very, uh, naked unless they have style. Like they have the right shoes, the right stuff. They know about this. They know about that. They got their, their toys or whatever it is. And that sort of makes them, you know, feel important and special. And they look around. Like I knew a guy who had a bass that was, you couldn't play it. Like he couldn't play it. He took it out and he wouldn't let anybody touch it or go near it. And he would play it for five minutes and then wipe it down for five minutes and then put it back in its case, put it back on the floor and stand back and go, whoa, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh and huh. so I rebelled against all that stuff. So like I'm like the anti-style, you know, substance over style kind of stuff and never ever brag about it. And let's face it, Carl, you have a lot of substance. Well, okay, but I don't like to talk, you know, I don't wear it on my sleeve and I just do. I do stuff. Well, right? I know you get stains on your sleeve. I have sleeve. stains on my sleeve and I do stuff. I have, you know, I play and, you know, I program and I do my thing and I do my podcasting. You have a good time. But I don't, uh, but it doesn't make me feel comfortable. Like I don't like wake up in the morning and say, oh, you know, there's my, you know, my, uh, my toy, my, my microphone, my golden microphone that I use for Mondays and for .NET Rocks. And that makes me feel really in style, you know. Like, I don't – like, you should see my shoes, man. I have some, like, Sperry Topsiders <laughs> that are, like, from the Reagan administration. They got, like, holes. In, they're all holes. You can't – I mean, the, there's more holes than sewn-together material in them. I like comfort, And man. wearing them in the rain this week, um, in the, you know, the water getting all over my shit with no socks, yeah, Nick's of course. A, Nick's a guy that's style And I just said to myself, man, you know, I have got no freaking style <laughs> at all. None. <laughs> Well, and I'm the I'm Mr. Anti-Style. If you need it, great. If you don't, fuck it. Well, I don't know. I think style is good. Actually, I'd like a little of it. <laughs> Just come and spend a weekend or actually maybe like a few weeks in Manhattan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, people style. move here and like the first thing they do is like they buy like a whole new wardrobe. Because you just feel like totally inadequate the moment you arrive in the city. Right. It's crazy. People are always in style. Okay, of course, there's people that you know don't look good at all, but most people are always in style, especially if you're single. I mean, competition is very hard, very harsh, and right. uh, yeah, it's all about style. Yeah, I would never ever survive in New York City. Never. You know, I don't have. I don't. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear the stuff, the right stuff. I wouldn't wear the right hairstyle. I wouldn't. Whatever. Just never do it. You know, my hair looks the same today as it did when I was in junior high school in 1980. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's time for a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now there's the beard on top of that. Yeah, like Nick, you, you shaved your head, man. You yeah. shaved your head. You went. You Take actually went to a barber and said, "Nah, fuck it, just take it all off." You know what? You I would never you, you do that. You think I go to a barber? I don't know. I a, haven't a seen a stylist. Or, no, I do it myself. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there I mean, you go. Who in their right you... mind would pay like twenty, thirty bucks to get their head, you know, shaven? You know, All you need with, is a is a Mach three and some shaving cream. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, it's it's been sort of like a luxury not to have to worry about it. But I guess you know I probably should a little bit more. <laughs> Midlife crisis. Carl, I, I kind of like the uh, you know the approach of you know the, the thing I use. Now I know Richard's a guy who, who kind of dresses up. I've seen him in a suit and a tie a couple of times. Um, you know, but from my standpoint, I actually tell people when they try and get me to dress up that it's actually going to erode my credibility. 
you know, because people will think, well, he's obviously <laughs> not a good programmer. So he's trying to compensate for that by dressing up. And so, you know, I it's the same way I feel about certification, okay. by the way. Okay. So, so there you go. It's just so a shiny like, rapper. You know, I, I mean, that's what I try to do. I, I, I figure if I ever make a bazillion freaking dollars, I'm still going to be wearing jeans and a t-shirt and tennis shoes because it feels, it feels damn comfortable. And I think that's more. Yeah. Because more otherwise people won't be calling you names. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't but know. you know what? You know what? I envy these people though, because they can feel good about themselves just by like putting on some aftershave and a suit and just walking down the street and like, man, I am somebody. You know what I mean? With me, I have to like, you know, you know, I, it's like Martha Stewart syndrome, you know? It sucks. <laughs> You're in jail? Yeah, but it depends. You're I got to like write audio TX clones and, you know, freaking. No, but dude, you're, you're also married. I mean, if, well, you, if you, you were single, that'd be a completely different story. <laughs> yeah, marriage sucks the style right out of you, man. Just like that. It's called bliss. It's gone. <laughs> no, I don't mean like it's going to oh, chill it or something, but it, the fact that you don't have to try, though. I mean, it's not like you have to go out there and impress anyone. And you're not competing with anyone. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, yeah, you don't have to press women. You don't have to pr impress women right. to get, you know, to get into bed with you and stuff. But, you you know, you do have to make a good impression in business and in your personal relationships. You want people to like you, of course. I know it's true, but trust oh, yeah. me, the, the, the pressure when you're dating, it's a much higher than a job interview or something. Well, that's, I, I guess, I, it's been a while. Yeah. It has been a while. <laughs> yeah, this from a man who had, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I think have you, to watch you should. Any. No, but Carl, you should come down to come down to Manhattan, and we'll uh, we'll go out, and we'll do like a Monday show out, and for a weekend you'll be single. No, I don't think yeah, we'll my see wife would go for that. All right, can I bring my kids with me? Because I have them on the weekend. No, this kid, this city is not kid friendly at all. <laughs> what do you mean it's not kid friendly? It is. Well, not at my place, anyways. All right. Well, Nick beats the is. kids as they come into his house. <laughs> I told you it wasn't kid friendly, Carl. I suppose not. And right now on Mondays, Mark Miller provides a service to all of those people who constantly work and hang out with people that are much smarter than them. This is called People Dumber Than Me. So I got four of them. I got uh, Jesus Will Save Me, Psycho Monkey Muggers, Drunken Rampage Turns Out to Be Not Such a Good Idea for a Croatian Priest, oh. and Free Sex is Not Okay. So okay. Four stories. First, we'll start off with the lead story, Psycho Monkey Muggers. 30 to 40 hungry monkeys surrounded a group of frightened passengers when they stepped off a bus in rural Hong Kong. Panicked passengers called police for help when the monkeys rushed them at a bus stop near the territory's Lion Rock Country Park. After a tense standoff, the monkeys realized the cops were on the way and fled up a hillside before rangers arrived to deal with them. The South China Morning News Post reported. Wow, you know, I I heard about that, but I didn't. I thought I was dreaming. No, man. actually, it's like, and you know, the monkeys, they're like, they're like, okay, we got him, and they're like, what's that? You know, ooh, what's that? And they're like, they got fucking cell phones. They're calling the cops. Let's go. <laughs> they're like, right. damn, damn these humans. You know, we'll never rule with them with these damn cell phones. Uh. Get the little talking boxes. So, <laughs> so anyway, I like that. Oh, it's man. like that idiot that was trying to convert lions to Christ or something. This is like so funny. Well, yeah, the thing that's so funny about this is that there's a tense standoff, right? The people are all looking at the monkeys and the monkeys are looking at the people, you know, and they're like waiting for somebody to move. It's like one of those, huh. uh, uh, oh, you know, shootout at OK Corral. I wonder what the monkeys were actually, you know, looking for. 
So they're looking for looking, food, man. They're looking for you to look away. You, you ever gone <laughs> up against a macaque? I mean, a thing may only weigh five pounds. These are macaque monkeys, right? And this is they're nasty. Huh? They'll they'll do anything. I, I when I was in KL, uh, in Kuala Lumpur, we went to this temple, and it's covered in macaques. And this monkey came down off a railing, grabbed my water bottle that I was holding onto, and tried to yank it out of my hands. And I sh- I didn't let go of the bottle. I shook him off, and he was going for another pass. Well, like, they're he, getting he wasn't bold. done. This was not a hit and run. He was kind of he was going to go for the bottle again. They're getting bold, I, Richard. I, I actually, what I did was I emptied the bottle in his head. Good for you. <laughs> take that, see, you fucking see the, monkey. The thing is, there's no fucking monkey prison, right? You can't like go take him off to jail and let him, you know, work off their time. That doesn't happen. So you've got to take the law in your own hands, Richard. You've got to pour the bottle you've on. You've got to take him down. Yeah, man. It's you or me, there, fuzzball. Let's go. These fucking monkeys, man. They're gonna try. The, I mean, they've, they've, they've obviously seen like these, you know, these Charles and Heston movies, you know, and they're saying we got a chance, man. We can take them, you know. And they're testing us, man. They're trying to see our weakness. They're probing us, man. Forget the fucking aliens. They're coming on the spaceships. We got to be watching out for the monkeys i think they're a little pissed <laughs> off and they're 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 working in groups <sighs> okay jesus will save me man this is the this is my next story my my next story and nick actually alluded to this uh a taiwanese man decided to spread the gospel in a rather unusual way by jumping into a lion habitat at the local zoo and oh so you got that i one. got cool. this one man uh, an eyewitness reported that the man spread his arms shouting jesus will save you to the lions who apparently considered opening their hearts to jesus for a few moments at least before they ultimately decided to stick with plan a which was to eat the guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like plan a better See, it's about forgiveness. He's trying to forgive the lions for, you know, eating eating all the Christians in the Roman Colosseum. Yeah, because all the people just will save us. So that's good. Or we could eat the guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so they went with Plan A. Hmm. So this is another, uh, you know, opportunity to use the steak shield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm right. saying. You know, another product. I got the ass clown and I got the steak shield, man. This is why I love this yeah. show. I'm going to be patting these do babies that now. Steak shield before you try to convert the lions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Along with the install buddy. Man, you're just like a, an enterprise waiting to happen here. So anyway, okay. The next story I got is a drunken rampage. Turns out to be not so good idea for a Croatian priest. A Croatian priest beat a member of his parish, threatened others with a rifle, and crashed his car in a night of drunken rage, press reports said. After an overnight quarrel in a restaurant in the central town of Slunge, Slunge. Slunge, Josef Stefanczyk punched a guest in the face, cutting his eye. The priest, known to his parish as Mm -hmm. the sheriff, then proceeded to take out a rifle and threaten the other guests before fleeing in his car and crashing into a tree. Whoa. When police wow. arrived at the true scene. True story, huh? It's a true story. Everything I'm giving you tonight is true, man. When mm. police arrived at the scene, he refused a breath test. Huh. I'm like thinking, okay, I'm a, I'm a priest. I've uh, punched a guy out. I pulled <laughs> yeah. out my handy rifle that I carry right next to my Bible but you're all the not going to check me for drunk driving. And should I? Yeah, no, I don't want to take a breathalyzer test sounds right like, now. He sounds like Billy Joel going out for pizza. Isn't it amazing, man? But if I was living in a town named Slunge, I think I'd start shooting people too. Yep. I mean, I think he's read Jeff's book about the zombies, man. I think he's read his book. <laughs> the guy's like Actually, ready to go. Actually, is like New Jersey and Croatia. Oh, oh, so anyway, he, so he's like, he, he anyway, the guy says, I admit that I've made a mistake. However, everyone makes mistakes, politicians and even the Pope. 
Oh boy! So, mm. so he was, according to the press, already involved. Pope in never this. goes on a drunken rampage I don't and know, hits honestly. people. Now that would be actually something cool to see him in the Pope mobile. That would you know, be start, you know bumping into things. That would be. I'm very the Pope, fun. bitch! Back on the road, man. So I'd like to see if the Pope would have much success with the Lions as well. I don't know, man. It's the. I just I love this story. the The Jesus will save me story. That's the story about the guy dumber than me, man. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, uh, he was defended by uh, the Slunge Regents Bishop, uh, who explained that Stefanchik did not act alone. The wine was with him. Uh huh. All right. Always blaming on the wine, folks. Yeah. Well, there's that's from Croatia, and they got four point four million people, and eighty percent percent of them are Roman Catholics. Well, uh, the, 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 the Catholic priests there have been strongly protesting against their, the uh, new zero-tolerance uh, drunk driving law. So apparently the, the priests are, you know, they've, they've been arguing that they, they have to imbibe wine as part of their work. Mm-hmm. So therefore they ought to be allowed to, uh, you know, drive behind the wheel under the influence. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're just sipping on that thing. They're not getting hammered up there. Well, you know, that's what I'm thinking. So why are they well, even upset about the law? But maybe yeah. some are getting hammered, you know? This guy was, yeah. apparently. So, apparently. And my last story is uh, free sex is not okay. A Swiss men's magazine has come under attack recently after, after it offered readers free sex. Pietro Attardo, spokesman for the magazine called OK, said... We wanted to offer something that beats the free music <laughs> CDs or posters that our rivals were offering. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got a point there. Hey, Mondays listeners. I hate to interrupt this incredibly interesting tirade that Mark is going on, but, you know, it's just one of a series of like maybe 10 or 12,000 of them. Uh, but I'd just like to let you guys know that Mark's track is going to lose a little bit of quality. Um, it's because he screwed up badly during the recording process because he's an idiot. And uh, we had to fall back. <laughs> And we had to fall back to the uh, to the telephone track. So, uh, sorry, guys. It's the best we can do. And uh, fire Mark off a nasty email for me. Thanks. <laughs> They're like thinking, well, what, what, what do we do? Like maybe a stuffed animal? <laughs> They're like free fucking sex, man. They didn't even try to hide it. Like sort of, huh? They didn't even try to hide it, man. To, to celebrate the magazine's 20th anniversary... Every reader was offered a free trip to an erotic studio, where, which included free sexual services. Wow. This is unbelievable, because this, this costs a lot more than a CD. I really? I think so, yeah. Maybe not in Switzerland, but, it, but, but anyway. Either that or they have a really small readership. <laughs> we, we, it's the bulk order, right? No, no, no. We want 13,000 blowjobs. <laughs> That's right. We get a discount, right? <laughs> you could get a deal. So can you get that at Costco or something? Yes, that'd be awesome. Uh, I don't get think a Costco blow job on aisle six. I think BJ's has it. Oh, very good. <laughs> Kirk, you've been pretty quiet for this uh, show. That was that was worth it. Yeah, man. I know. My work here is done. <laughs> He's been waiting for an hour to plug that one. I know. I've been I've been waiting. <laughs> Perfect. Some other guy in Switzerland was quoted as saying. Uh, it's a disgrace, man. The magazine isn't even classified as an adult magazine. Huh. The magazine's campaign turned out to be an instant hit after some radio, local radio stations refused to carry ads promoting the offer, which was then covered in the Swiss media. Atardo added, I don't know why the radio stations refused to carry the ad. Every man wants free sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, those are my uh, those wacky stories in the news. Fantastic. Yay. 
Yay. <laughs> Yay, it's great. Now what? Now it's that time in the show that we always love to hear from our friend Kirk Webb with his weird wide web stories. Utterly amazing. Mr. Webb, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, I'm doing fantastic. You've been busy, huh, man? Uh, work has been grueling. It's been very rewarding. I've been uh, put in charge of a lot of new projects, which is fantastic. I get to traveling all over the country. Has there been any correlation in your involvement with uh, .NET Rocks in Mondays to your promotion? Oh, of course. I, I owe you everything. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Actually, uh, it's it's all because I took your course at Franklin's.net. Oh, really? And uh, it was like an instant genius toggle switch. <laughs> I came back and uh, I solved everyone's problems and and they made me their leader. Well, there you go. And it's fantastic. Yeah, no, I actually uh, learned a lot and we're we're happy. So cool. Uh, well, and and I may have you know created a monster because um, I hope you don't get too busy that you can't do the show anymore. That would really suck. I know. Um, I don't think so. I'm going to try my best. We'll try my best. Well, cool. Well, okay. I'm glad you're with us. And I'm glad to be here. You sick bastard. I now, am, what do you got? Uh, I, I, this actually is, is a present for um, Richard Campbell up in... Uh, <laughs> oh, up boy. In, up in wherever. It's not bad. No. Do you guys remember the Furbies? You guys remember the Furbies. You remember they were actually little pe- little, little chips in there? Uh-huh. At com forward slash 2GU, this guy clustered Furbies together to make a PC. 2GU? No Two GU for Beowulf cluster computing for Beowulf cluster computing massively parallel processing design made from little Furbies. Oh, this is a together. hoax, Kirk. You suck. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? It's a hoax. <laughs> oh, come on! It is not. It's a hoax. All right, no, you ruined everything. That's funny though. Massively parallel processing design and implementation with commodity products. I'm just imagining the horror of that many Furbies being turned on at once. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Actually, you know, this is, I actually do this when I go into stores. You know, this is a fun thing to do. <laughs> I encourage the kids to try this out. When you go to a store and you see, like, the, you know, you're going by the toy area and then you see all the Elmos lined up, they say, squeeze my hand, whatever. To, oh, yeah. You just start squeezing all the fucking hands you can do it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I do that. I do that like at the, the department you're there with stores. Family, it's so great because they're all embarrassed and they're, yes. they run fast enough. That they get, you know, they get pinned with it. The other thing that's really fun to do is you go in and you you, you talk to some disgruntled employee and you say, "Hey, you know, you're by the phone that they have and you say." What's the what's the secret key you press to do a page? And then they'll <laughs> yeah. tell you, and then you can like page your wife or something like that. And you say, "Honey, stop fucking shopping and get over here." Put that down. Put that down. Put that down. Hey, I want to, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Kirk. Here, but sure. Mark, did you ever like go into Radio Shack when they used to have computers up that were running GW Basic scripts, and and you could just like press Control C, break, and write your own programs and, <laughs> and let them run and walk out? Have you ever done that? I did, man. I, I was actually when when I was a kid, I wrote programs all the time, um, and I, uh, I I had a, a, a something called a TRS-80, which is a, one of the first Radio Shack computers they ever came out with. Model one or model three? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I, don't I had a Model 4 myself. But it was like the first one they came out with. 
you know, you're, you're storing your data. Your your hard disk is not a hard disk; it's a cassette. That's a Model One. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a Model One. And so, you know, one of the I was writing games, and one of the things that I discovered, I figured out how to do. They had no way at the time to make it so that you could control a game with the keyboard. Right, it, it, it just could not accept keyboard input while it was in a special graphics mode. There was no mm. way to detect it because it was all like a very text-driven thing. Right, and I figured out a way around it. I totally figured out a way to do it by and and I I was like thinking this is going to make me the richest guy in the world. <laughs> and so I go into Radio Shack because I thought it was really cool to hang out at Radio Shack. And I would I would nobody else was there but just me. But you know I figured they were just going it was going to you know they'd all realize later on oh geez it's cool to hang out at Radio Shack where the fuck have we been and anyway I'm, I'm in there and you know I'm talking to the guy and the guy's going well we've got some new software and I'm, and I'm like oh, nobody buys software if you want software you write it yourself right <laughs> he said you know like what uh, 20 years ago or something like that and the guy's and the guy's looking at me like uh okay I guess I'm gonna have a hard time selling this guy <laughs> and then he's like well we've got a new TRS-80 coming out next week and guess what it's got it's got the ability you know and I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna make a million dollars I'm here I'm gonna I'm, you know this, this <laughs> clerk at, at Radio Shack is gonna be my entry point because I'm gonna tell him all about what I've done you know with this game I've created that I can get you know input on the keyboard and the coolest feature on the new version is it can accept keyboard input while it's in graphics mode Ah. <laughs> you fuckers! Ah, ah, ah. So yeah, to answer your question, I have been in Radio Shack. <laughs> well, I actually was setting you up so I could tell a story, but now you've taken up my time. So back to Kirk. No, I've never. I, yeah, I should learn, Carl. When Carl asked me a question, no, Carl, I've never. Have you? <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. it's okay. I'll tell it to you next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, Kirk's like, what the fuck my, was my, that? My turn. Man. My turn? <laughs> Do you guys remember the visible, the visible human project? Oh yeah. When they they took that throat, they took that guy, they froze him, they cut him into slices. Right. Shrinkster dot com, two G S, as in Sam, two G S. Oh, two G S. S. I did two G F. I'm at a porn site. Whoa. <laughs> hey, there's pictures of Kirk Webb here with his dog. <laughs> dogs, plural. Oh yeah, dogs. G is in George, S is in Sam. Correct. Yep. The Visible Barbie Project. The Visible Barbie Project. Hmm. What's the Scroll website down again? These pictures. 2GS? No, but the, the, the dot com, what is it? Shrinkster.com? Shrinkster. Shrinkster. It's a site that uh, wraps and redirects URLs from smaller URLs. I know, oh, he man. puts it in the, the cryonic, he puts it in the freezer, and then he <laughs> slices it up. This guy went to great So it's slash 2GF? S as in Sam. Oh, S, as in 2GF. Oh, wow. face. There you go. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> slices up. And look at her, she's like there underneath the paper towel, she's ready for surgery. What kind of saw is that? Well, wait a minute. That's a bandsaw. Shots, Kirk. What's that? She's alive in these shots. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, she is. <laughs> They're always alive. They're always alive. That's awesome. <laughs> and they're even cutting her the wrong way, aren't they? Uh, oh, maybe not. Yeah, no, it's pretty graphic, though, if you scroll down. It's pretty graphic. And we're talking about a Barbie doll. Oh, my God. It's, bar- it's plastic. Come on. But the very bottom, the visible Barbie project, where he's got them all, all the pieces lined up, right. is actually pretty funny. That is pretty good. <laughs> yikes. Yeah. Yikes, yikes, yikes. He's got, like, a micrometer attached to some of the parts so he can measure them. <laughs> You know, I have to say this is also a little disturbing that some guy made a site about this. You think? This is the same guy that did the Furby computer. <laughs> it's so really disturbing. This guy looks like my fucking neighbor, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. That is my neighbor. He's looking right at him, man. He looks just like my neighbor. 
Uh, I'm going to watch him. I'll be watching that guy. You, yeah, you should watch him. Now, if we've got any potential doctors out here, Jeff uh, was nice enough to turn me on. To, um, all right, that's all you got to say. Thanks, thanks, Kurt. Yeah, okay, thanks so much. Uh, we'll see you later. Yeah, goats, goatsyshepherd.com. No, <laughs> anyway, this is uh, shrinkster.com forward slash 2GT, as in Tom 2GT. And this is um, how to perform knee surgery. Nice, it is pretty cool. It actually oh, takes a little while. God. It's all flash. No, it's neat. It's actually it's actually pretty informative if you if you give a shit about knee surgery. But you uh, it's sponsored by there. SBC. Yeah, this is like real stuff. This is well, this is all flash, but it's uh, it goes through the, the. I'm assuming all of the correct procedures. I'm not a doctor, so I wouldn't know. It's it's not wow. a spoof. It's fun. This is it's so fun. cool, Kirk. Because I've been taking that doctor by mail course. Yeah, and I just you know the content <laughs> lately has just been really dropping. I'm like I've been feeling like I've been getting my money worth. Mm-hmm. This is cool because I got a little bit of extra study. I've I've been playing doctor for God thirty years now. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> mm. uh, see, Jeff got it. Headheads, activate your mind. Click here to start. So it's Flash showing you how it takes, to. It takes about like four or five minutes, but it's pretty cool. Now, is so, it lacroscopic or is it the barbaric form it of is surgery? It's barbaric with drills and saws oh, really? and hammer mallets and cool shit. Oh, it's it's oh, really wow. excellent. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Yeah, I went to a seafood restaurant today and, and showed one of the guys that worked there this <laughs> as I was eating fish. <laughs> nice. Cool. It's really Great. disgusting. Great. Great. Now, the last one may be a little bit risque for those weak hearts, so... Turn off your podcast. Turn off your. Send pod the kids now. to bed if they haven't. If they've Send been the listening to, to us swear for two hours. Exactly. This isn't. This is a. This is going to be on my Christmas list list this year. Um, and I may collect a lot of these. This is shrinkster.com forward slash two gr. And this is. Ah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> the tampon doll. Hey, they're only ten dollars a piece. The tampon doll, nice. Don't worry, no real tampons were ever harmed in the making of these dolls. <laughs> All right, so for anybody like afraid of going to the site, it's not really made out of tampons. No. <laughs> it's it's cute. Here's the thing, though they're 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 eight inches tall right. and they're about three inches wide. They look like big cigarettes with tails. <laughs> and she even says, if you don't have a sense of humor, then maybe you won't find them endearing. But why be ashamed of a tampon? <laughs> ten bucks. <laughs> ten bucks, exactly. Yeah, ten bucks. Add to what cart. Shop some more. I, yeah, you know I haven't got. Oh, not found. All right, thank God. So you know, there's still time for Christmas and Hanukkah gifts. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Let's go there. We wish and you a happy it. Ramadan and all that. And everything. And, and everything else. For the, uh, the world weird web right now. And, uh, I, actually have to, I actually have to buy a gift for a gift exchange at the Christmas party on Friday. That could be a good idea. Yeah. So you like your job, do you? Yeah. You, you like good. your job, do you? Good for you. I wonder good. if they FedEx. I'm sure they do. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> okay. Jeff, don't ever send me that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You got this one from Jeff too, Kirk. No, this... no did you? Oh, 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 this is bad. Do you want me Are to shrinksterize it? No, no. I've just added Carl to this, and we're gonna we're gonna send him this. Oh my God! There it is, Carl. Oh boy. 
You know, when Jeff goes fucking ballistic on oh, man. zombies surrounding him. <laughs> oh, God. There's dude, no can, can way. I, no way, dude. No way. Yeah, that's not going on the show. There's no, no way, way we're showing that one. No way. Let's, All right, uh, give me the link. No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, I want a link. I want a link. I'm inviting. Uh, I'm inviting everybody who's not there. All right. Oh so there we my go. God. There it is. Both of you guys have got that now. That is the. That is the. That is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. No, it's nasty. Not. That's not scary. Uh, this is not scary. It's animation. You're lying. It's a cartoon. <laughs> not looking. It's just I'm wrong. Lying. I haven't lied. Oh. In a <laughs> Dude, I don't need to. Is that like little monsters or something? <laughs> it's 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 anime style. That's all I can say. <sighs> I'm not looking. I my mind. That's really bad. I, I love the website name. No, all right. Well, oh, we gotta stop talking there? about this because it's all getting edited that out. That website's really <laughs> really go. special. That's that's not gonna be associated with my name no. ever. <laughs> no. Okay, if not that and one. And if how you about, leave it in, I'll kill you, Jeff. How about that one? <laughs> no, yeah, I know that one. No, oh fuck, man! Yeah. Don't ever send that. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have fucking nightmares now. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it was open for only like a half a second before I could actually close the thing. <laughs> Wait, oh, which, geez. Nick, which one did you click? <laughs> Nick, you never saw that? No, no fuck. <laughs> That's just fucking wrong. You guys want some more pizza? Or? <laughs> Nick, that website is like an internet phenomena. No, actually, this is a great part of the show where we just go through the sites and don't tell the audience what they are. Uh, great. Yeah, you should actually think about that. Okay, that's it. I'm out. I mean, wait, 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 wait. We got one more bit. We got one more bit. <laughs> Fucking stop laughing. Oh, that's so strong, man. <laughs> you don't spring that stuff on people unannounced or whatever, you know. I need a warning or something, you know. Like this preview is not for all audiences. Be prepared to scard for twenty-five years. This is previews for no audiences. Nobody should look at this. You clicked it, man. <laughs> It is awesome. Fuck. Damn, I'm, I'm going to need therapy for like eight years to, to remove that scar. <laughs> Shit, I, I got to go watch porn right now to, like, to find a way to erase the image, you know? Is there a Playboy around here? Okay, all right, all right. So listen. <laughs> Richard, how are we going to follow that? Uh, there's nowhere to go, man. <laughs> we, I'm going to have to take you down from here. There's nothing I, I'm, I can I'm do. sorry, but th that thing, you, you cannot find any segue into anything with this. <laughs> no, you can't. There's sorry. nowhere to go from there. Thanks, Kirk. Thanks. <laughs> this is literally no man's land. <sighs> All right, let me settle down now. <laughs> oh. I just got yelled at by the wife because I'm too loud. All right, well, <laughs> here we go. So, Richard Campbell, this is the time in the show when we do the Richard the Toy Boy segment. Richard Campbell, ladies and gentlemen. 39 speakers in my living room. NASA complaints about the sonic boom. 10 foot ice cream. Greetings, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. We've been talking to you, but I'll introduce you anyway. We've been uh, having some silly fun. 
It's always good. And it's yeah. been a great Toy Boy week. Not that I've bought a lot of toys. I've been holding back. That's a problem with Christmas for a Toy Boy. Yeah. You're not allowed to buy anything. Yeah. Because, you know, everything <laughs> You've is a got it already. present. Well, of course I've already got it. But <laughs> that which I don't have, I am not allowed to purchase. Yeah. Until Christmas has gone by and I don't get any of the things I want. Then uh-huh. I'll go out and buy again. So January is actually a good shopping time for a Toy Boy. Cool. But be that as it may... I have just had a lot of Toy Boy email this week. Yes, I know. And uh, and I, I just ended up putting together some links that were all related to the email. So one of the ones I got from a guy named uh, Morgan Tilly. And Morgan Tilly actually emailed me to tell me that he hated me because <laughs> I have so many monitors. All oh, right, right. And, and so I figured I'd show him really a lot of monitors because I, you know, I have a few, but I don't have a lot. So if you want to see a lot of monitors, check out shrinkster.com slash 2GY. So that's 2GolfYankee. Okay. Now, these guys are one of my favorites, and I've never bought from them, but that is a monitor I want. Wow. It's all LCD panels, two stacks of five screens on one stand. And if you see in below the bottom there, you can have up to these 23-inch digital panels. Wow. So the 1,600 by 1,200. So what is, you know, that's some serious resolution. And a mere $48,000. Oh, jeez. That's it? Also, if you, if you start doing the math, this thing's about 12 feet wide. How, um, how many graphics cards do you have to have to run that? Uh, with that resolution, you'd probably be do- talking about a card for every pair of monitors, be uh, a bunch of Matrox M400s, so, yeah, so how five would, cards. So how would – it's it'd be difficult to find a computer that has five AGP slots. Well, you only have one AGP slot. They all be PCI. Okay. Uh, that's so how you basically have no more room for anything. You'd be running so many monitors. You'd be running only monitors, but you can do PCI expansion bus and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's true, I suppose. There's there's ways to make this work. This thing's <laughs> like I'm large. interested, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's not practical, I'm, I'm man. For one, <laughs> but this is just sort of gratuitous overkill. Yeah, and and so it doesn't even make. It's almost a bad toy, right? So let me take you to simply the best monitor setup I've ever seen. Okay, the one that staggers me that okay. I am cannot believe that this thing exists and I don't own it. All right, <laughs> Shrinkster.com. Slash 2GX. So 2 Golf X-Ray. Okay. Ooh. Oh, wow. Is that beautiful? That is nice. It is a 24-inch 1900 by 1200 panel in the center, Mm -hmm. winged on either side by 21-inch screens, and then a four 19s across the top. I would just take the bottom level right there. It's this, perfect. Yeah, the, they actually sell a three twenty-four inch side by side triple wide. Wow! But this mm. thing is beautiful. I mean, it's six feet wide. Yeah, but it is beautiful. I mean, I, I don't and have only any ten thousand bucks. Yeah, it's a stocking stuffer. Okay, so it's uh, time again to listen to Jenny Albert, uh, this week's guest artist. JennyAlpert.com is the website, and this song is called Heaven. Sitting in my car, trying 
said to me, sitting next to me, spending our whole lives making up for what our parents did. Try to get over it, embrace the taste in my mouth so bitter. Heaven is a place I'm running from. Don't know what's real. Don't think I'll heal. Don't wanna do what I should. Heaven is a place I'm running from. Don't know what's real. Don't think I'll heal. Don't want to be good for you. Embrace the silence. But I want you there, empty and screaming. Never know what it feels to give love while receiving. Traces of wasted on my face, drunk and I'm drowning in your wisdom. And that was Heaven by Jenny Alpert, J-E-N-N-I-A-L-P-E-R-T dot com. Nice stuff. Check it out. And uh, with that, guys, I don't know. What do you think? How do you think this new format is? You know, not so serious. You know, skip the interview. Uh, Definitely not serious, no. Miller's serious enough for all of us. Yeah. And I actually just enjoyed talking to you guys more, actually. Mm -hmm. 
I think so. And if you guys have a, a funny guest, then yeah, we'll put him in. Yeah, exactly. But we don't have to count on it. Well, okay. No. I mean, if he, if he's funny, you guarantee it. I mean, and the guy's got a great personality. Or she, or it, him. for exactly. that reason. She, Might be a dog. It, you never know. You could get the 65-year-old Vermont grandmother who talks about sex. We could just have like a talk session <laughs> session for an hour and a half. All right. Well, listen, I'd like to thank all the nerds, uh, Kirk Webb and <laughs> and Jeff Maciolik in the sound room and Mark Miller out there in Los Angeles, Richard Campbell in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, and, and, and Nick Landry, Active Nick, New York City. I want to hear some shit from you, man. You will. <laughs> all you right. You will. Coming up on Mondays. Thanks for that... Uh, interpretation there (laughs) and uh, we'll catch you next time on Mondays be safe love each other 